everybody. Welcome back to Mothership Connection, your place for blue light specials at Busy Beaver. Um, coming at you live from the Busy Beaver parking lot. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to the last episode on John Mayer. I hope you appreciate it. I certainly enjoyed doing it. It's got quite a few listens so far, so podcast is chugging along here like a, like a bitch in heat. Uh, but today's episode is brought to you by Braille Fries. Feel the flavor. Braille flies. Braille flies. Flies. Braille fries. The flavor you can feel. Available at every restaurant in USA. US of A. Um, but yeah, but thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying your May. Um, I don't know. It's been sort of a sorted berg for me this month. But I, I don't know. Chugging along just like a bitch in heat. That's train lingo for choo choo. Kind of like that Valentine's Day card you can get somebody. Get your favorite gal, where it's a train and it says, I choo choo choose you. <laughs> um, but today I'm going to do an episode on a, uh, a show that I like quite a bit um, Eastbound and Down. Um, if you haven't seen Eastbound and Down, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. What that bitch be thinking? What that bitch be drinking? DJ Thick Pepsi. Uh, no, I don't know. If you haven't seen Eastbound and Down, I, don't, I really don't know what you're doing in life probably playing with your zipper or fucking trading in socks at the exchange, you know? Take take some clothes at the exchange and see if they'll take them. That'd be pretty funny. Non-band or Marvel clothes. It's like I took a bunch of my report cards at the exchange <laughs> see if what I could get. No, but yeah, I'm going to talk about Eastbound and Down. And like I said, it's one of my favorite shows. I usually watch it through uh, twice a year, probably. At least twice a year. It's not very, it's 28 episodes or an hour each. Um, so if you pace yourself, oh, it's a really hot girl walking across the parking lot, getting some lumber, but, uh, oh, it's super hot, definitely a, uh, a power clowner, but, um, it's, it's 28 episodes, but they're, they're an hour each, 45 minutes each, um, so if you pace yourself, you can, you can watch through it pretty easily, um, but it's a great show, it's a very hilarious show, um, there's four seasons, um, I don't know if the episodes are equally divided into seven episodes per season. Probably how it would work, but who knows? It was on HBO, home box office. Um, so it's, uh, it's hard to tell. But it's a great show. It stars Danny McBride. Or you know what? I'll, I'll talk about it when I get into the episode. Let's talk about it. Hey! 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 Oh yeah, welcome back to Mother Ship Connection. Like I said, I'm chilling here at the Busy Beaver parking lot. I'll probably get some lumber when I go in. But yeah, that, that girl walking across the parking lot is pretty fucking smoking hot. And I'll tell you, man, beautiful women make the world go round. I'm telling you. Hey. Um, it's raining, so I don't know. Get that rain out hair frizz. A lot of dark clouds going over. Probably more rain, I would imagine. <laughs> Excuse me, my throat. My springtime throat. I'll be happy when summer's here so I can sweat all my toxins out. You know what I mean? Sweating toxins. Uh, but yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to thank Braille Fries again. Um, you know, they are the banana popsicle of French fries, so they are universally loved. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to talk about Eastbound and Down. Like I said, it stars Danny McBride, um, written, produced, and co-whatevered by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. This is before their fallout. They're no longer writing partners. Um, but it's just a hilarious fucking show. <laughs> like... Is very very crude, which is you know most people like. Um, it's loosely based off of the uh, racist baseball player uh, John Rocker, if you remember him. Uh, he played for the Braves, and he was just like a ridiculous asshole. But that's kind of like loosely who Kenny Powers is based out based off of. Um, but it's just it's honestly like it's honestly one of my favorite shows, and it's absolutely hilarious. Um, Kenny Powers is just like the ultimate asshole, and. It's just funny. <laughs> like, like what he says and just the way he behaves. Sorry, I keep coughing. I don't know why. <coughs> it's probably the slight cough of betrayal that we all get. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just fucking being silly. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Kenny Powers. He's just, he's a fucking asshole. But he's a lovable asshole. He's, his, the way he acts, the way he behaves, even the way he dresses is just like, it's all absurd, but it all works within, like, the Eastbound and Down universe, you know? Um, Will Ferrell plays Ashley Schaefer, who's, like, a ripoff of Ric Flair, 
who owns like these uh, car dealerships and everything, and him and Kenny are always at odds, which is fucking hilarious. Um, the show, the show, it, it's like it's just it's like peak absurd, if that makes sense. I don't know if it does, but if that makes sense, it's, it's peak absurdity, like on on every episode. You know what I mean? Um, at one point, and Stevie, his his best friend in the show, Stevie Janowski, is probably the best like uh, side character like like in any show ever. He's just he's just so, he's just so ridiculous. But um, at one point in the show, Stevie ends up being dressed like a Japanese geisha, and is running around on uh, Ashley Schaefer's plantation, and Kenny has to save him. And like part of the thing is they have to like run through the field while they're shooting like old time cannonballs at them. <laughs> And they make Stevie dress up like a geisha and like blow people and like be the like the server at the party, and his and his geisha name is Cherry Blossom. And it, it's just so, it's so fucking ridiculous. Um, it is, but it, at its heart, it's a love story. Just like every fucking thing ever is a love story at its at its core. Um, everything you've ever watched, even if you don't think so or not, is at the end of the day, it's a love story. That's what every human writes about. Um, I can give you countless examples, you know. Even a movie that you wouldn't think. Even a movie you wouldn't think is about love. It's always about love. That's what Hollywood writes. That's what people write. Every book's about that. Um, every All of it. All of it is. Star Wars is about love. It always is. Padme and Anakin. Luke and Anakin. Uh, Kylo and Rey. Han and Leia. You know what I mean? Like, it's, um, I don't know. Everything in Star Wars, just like every other movie, is about love. Terminator is, you know, Reese loves Sarah Connor. You know, then John Connor, Sarah Connor loves John Connor. So everything she does is for him, you know? Um, you know, Alien, Ripley loves Newt. Uh, Underworld, Celine loves Michael. You know, yeah, every movie you can think of. Even Alita. Alita loves fucking... Hugo, whatever the fuck the dickhead's name was. He wasn't a good boyfriend. <laughs> he abandoned her, and then he ended up getting killed like he deserved. But uh, Alita's about that. Um, even Die, Die Hard's about it, you know? Die Hard, he's trying to save his wife from the fucking terrorists in the hotel. Lethal Weapons, the, the bromance between Riggs and Murtaugh. Same thing with Rush Hour. Lee and Carter, you know what I mean? Every single movie you can think of. You, you would be hard-pressed to find me a movie that's not about love at its core. Um, even comedies. Like Knocked Up, that's about love, obviously. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, for sure. Um, <clears throat> Super Bad, the love of two, two best friends. Uh, what else? Pineapple Express, same thing. Every movie you can think of. Liar Liar, what's li what Liar Liar is about love. Dumb and Dumber's about love. Every single movie you can think of is about that. So at, at, at its core, Eastbound and Down is between the love of Kenny and April, who was his high school sweetheart, and when he fell from grace from the major leagues, he's a pitcher in baseball, and the whole show is surrounded, surrounded around his trying to get back to the major leagues or whatever. Well, at least the first three seasons are primarily about that. The fourth season's a little different. Because um, the show ran for three seasons and then was eventually... Uh, it ended. No, it wasn't canceled. They just ended it, and then they ended up doing a fourth season a few a few years later. But um, so basically, Kenny comes back to town, and he he's just like down on his luck, living with his brother and his wife. And all he does is he shits all over his brother because his brother's not rich and famous, and his brother's like a uh, a typical just like go to, go to your job you hate to support your family. Regular person is what he always calls them. But at the end of the day, that's all Kenny actually ends up being too, but he refuses to like acknowledge that or whatever. And refuses to acknowledge that he's like no longer famous and every the show's basically he's somebody who can't get out of their own fucking way, if that makes sense. Um <clears throat> I clear my throat again. This uh throat clearing device I have called water is not uh not helping. Let me take a sip. Let me take a swig, babe. But yeah, <clears throat> God, I'm sorry. This episode's not going too good so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not, I mean, I don't know. God, but yeah, it's Kenny and April, and then 
his, it's his quest, and when he comes back to town, April's engaged to some fucking douchebag, which has been a story, like, in every, every rom-com ever, every Hallmark movie ever, um, and Andy Daly plays her husband, he's hilarious, he's just, like, this creep-ass, weird principal at the school that they work at, um, that's where you end up meeting Stevie, and you meet some of these other fucking people, um, <clears throat> this is Water, uh, this water isn't working too well. So if I, if I keep clearing my throat a million times, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't take it out of my diary. But, uh, don't read my diary. I'm sorry. But, yeah, so he, Kenny comes back to town, and April's engaged to Andy Daly. Um, and Kenny ends up taking a job as an assistant or a substitute teacher. Um, so, yeah, as you can imagine, coming from making millions. And, of course, he squandered his fortune. So that's why he had to come back and not have anything. So as you can imagine, make, going from being rich and famous to being a substitute teacher is probably not good for one's uh, image or self-esteem or whatever. Um, so he, he, he comes back to town and he struggles with that. He struggles with, like, quote-unquote, being normal. Um, and he just acts like a total asshole all the time. <laughs> um, just the things that he says are just so outrageous and so funny. A lot of stuff that I won't repeat here because it's probably not... Uh, you just have to watch the show. <laughs> you have to watch the show to understand the things that he says that are just so fucking ridiculous. Um, and he's just a ridiculous person. Um, but basically, so the first season is basically him um, trying to win April's heart back. And he eventually does. Um, so she eventually cheats on her husband, which is a big shock nowadays, you know. Um, so as we know, the leading cause of divorce in America is female infidelity. Um, the, that's all data taken from divorce courts and everything else. It's a big shock that the, that the lady cheated on the man. But uh, that's a whole other discussion for whatever. Men cheat too, but women cheat at a much higher rate nowadays. Coinciding with the advent of social media too, which I've talked about before. All the statistics from 2008 on um, all lead to that. So there's there's a whole, I could do a whole episode about that, but I won't. Um, so April eventually cheats on her fiancé, husband, whatever he is. Fiancé since they're engaged. Um, and he finds out, and he just goes crazy and, like, just goes missing when he's really just, like, in the woods plotting to kill Kenny. <laughs> um, so April cheats on him, and Kenny eventually gets her pregnant, or gets her pregnant that night, but he does, he's not aware of it. Um, and so when that happens, uh, Adam Scott from uh, Parks and Rec and Boy Meets World fame and Step Brothers fame um, shows up and says, like, hey, I'm a scout from whatever team... Um, we want you to be back in the majors, yada, yada, yada. Come to Tampa, we have a spot for you on the team, blah, blah, blah. And so Kenny gets all excited, and then through this whole time, he's, like, making these ridiculous videos, like, to send out the major league teams about, like, how his arm's back and his pitch is back and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so he thinks he's going to Tampa, so he goes and buys, like, this really expensive car and, like, spends the money before he gets it type of thing which is what, like, a narcissistic, egotistical asshole would do. And, um, and so he convinces April to come to Tampa with him. And, like, everything's looking up right, you know what I mean? Everything's going good for him. And April's ready to leave her fiancé for him and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 Um, and so April, like, she meets Kenny, they're gonna go to Florida, and Kenny goes to the school and gives some big asshole speech like he always does. And, uh... And so they're getting ready to go to Tampa, and they, they're in the SUV together, driving down, think their life is going to be fine, April's happy with him, because she always wanted to be with him too, but when he left town, like, she just kind of was like, I gotta settle for whatever. Um, and so, like, uh, and so they're on their way to Tampa, and they stop at the gas station, she's like, I'm gonna go get us some drinks, I'll be right back, he's like, oh, that sounds great, and he just fucking floors it as soon as she gets in the store, and just fucking leaves her there. <laughs> For whatever reason. That's what he... He got what he wanted. He finally got the girl he wanted. He finally got all this. And then she goes into the gas station to get him some fucking Gatorades or something. Some big league chew. And then he fucking bolts. Zips out of there. Uh, leaves her at the gas station with no explanation. She's like 40 miles from home. This is like pre-Uber and everything. So she like walks home from the gas station. Um, and he pulled off with all her luggage, all her possessions, everything else. And he just fucking bolts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's essentially how season one ends, which is him just like flooring it down the highway after he left her at the gas station. 
Um, which, why he did that, I mean, it's, I don't know. <laughs> He's one of those people where, like I said, like he can't get out of his own way. So things were finally going in his favor where he wanted them to be. And then, well, he also left it there because he also found out, like, right before they left that Adam Scott's character was just all uh, drugged up and was just pretty much making the whole thing up. Um, and so he finds out, like, ten minutes before they're supposed to leave that he's not doesn't really have a spot on the team. And so I, I think that he's just, like, I don't know, didn't know how to tell her. So this left her at a gas station and <laughs> instead of just having an uncomfortable conversation or whatever. Um, and so that's how season one ends, with Kenny leaving April, the girl of his dreams, stranded at a gas station, um, while he motors it down to, he ends up going to Mexico. Um, and so that's where the, uh, second season starts off, is with him in Mexico, um, pretty much just, like, wandering around, getting drunk, doing nothing, and, uh, that's when he, and Stevie, who was supposed to come to Tampa with him, ends up following him down there or whatever, and that's, a, like, a whole other, like, ridiculous, uh, ridiculous plot line, but, uh, so in season two, Kenny pretty much ends up in Mexico, just drinking and banging everybody he meets and fucking just being an asshole, but, like, on, to the millionth degree because he's just in Mexico and doesn't care, uh, and he ends up living with this, like, these, like, weird, this, not weird, but, like, this shacking up with this Mexican family who, the, the dad, is played by the kid that played Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I don't remember his name. And so that, that whole season's pretty much Kenny just, like, making fun of Mexican people and, like, making fun of their whole culture and everything. But he ends up eventually playing on the Mexican baseball team. Um, or some some guy he used to play with, or used to play in the majors also, recognized him and had him come on the team or whatever. And he just acts like a pompous ass the whole time because these guys are just, like, minor league not even minor league, like below minor league, like level baseball players, and he was, you know, a hot shot, whatever, baseball player, you know, and uh, so the whole season's just him like talking shit and making fun of them and everything, and Stevie ends up getting his first girlfriend ever, Maria, who's just, <laughs> who's Stevie. It's just the relationship between her and Stevie just like makes it, the way it progresses in the show is just so, so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Like by the end of the end end of the show, Maria had gotten breast implants that are literally the size of basketballs. Stevie got like his eyes permanently altered to like look like bright blue, like weird eyes, and got his like a chin job to like make his chin look like. <laughs> and he eventually ends up like trying to kill himself, and then he misses and just shoots his prosthetic chin off. <laughs> Well, Stevie's arc is, like, it's similar to, like, Crickets and It's Always Sunny, where it's just, like, it just gets progressively worse. And, <laughs> uh, and him and Maria end up having, like, four kids, and the kids just call him, like, dick licker all the time, and it, it treat him like shit. Um, but it's, it's just funny. Like, the progression of Stevie is just hilarious. Um, and so while they're in Mexico, Kenny meets this lady named Audra, or Audrey, and she's, like, a aspiring singer. And he ends up, you know, banging her and being with her and, like, takes helps take care of her son or whatever. And, like, keeps bragging to her son how he keeps, like, sleeping with his mom. And, like, he's like, hey, kid, like, I really banged your mom. <laughs> it's just, like, inappropriate. Like, Kenny Powers is just inappropriate all the time. But, uh, it's really, really funny. So that whole thing goes like that. And then he eventually meets the guy who owns the Mexican, well, he meets the owner of the Mexican t team he's playing for owns a uh, owns the baseball team and has like, a recording studio and so he eventually is like hey can you like let my girlfriend record some songs here she's trying to be like an artist or whatever that whole thing happens and then she ends up cheating on Kenny with the uh, the owner of the team and the, the music producer guy and blah 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 yeah blah 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 and um, so Kenny flips out and like destroys the music studio steals the guy's Lambo and uh, him and Stevie run off because the, the part of the reason why he went to Mexico is because he wanted to meet find his estranged father Eduardo Sanchez played by Ron uh, Don Johnson played masterfully by Don Johnson by the way and uh, so they steal the dude's Lamborghini and they go driving off to try to find Eduardo Sanchez um, and at this point Kenny had made because Kenny Stevie is like Kenny's assistant so Kenny made Stevie break up with Maria 
because um, he said, if I'm not getting any pussy, you're not, or some, some ridiculously selfish asshole thing. And so Stevie, who's like obsessed with Kenny, was like, fine, and like <laughs> breaks up with Maria or whatever, but not really, but you find out later that she did, but that he didn't. Um, and so they eventually come across Edward, Eduardo Sanchez, played by Don Johnson, who's Kenny's father. And he's a, a huge piece of shit, just like Kenny is. And it's funny, because Kenny's brother is, like, not a piece of shit, and, like, not like them at all. But those two are, like, completely the same type of asshole person. And, um... Oh, I was going to say. And he has, like, this half-brother who's, like, a total weirdo. <laughs> like, whenever they meet them, it's very, very, very funny. And it's just ridiculous. And so they try to... They're down on their luck, and he tells Kenny all this shit, like, I have this big company, and I'm rich, when he's really not. The woman he's living with has all the money, and it's just like, Don Johnson's pretty much just, like, lying about everything. And so he tries to set up Kenny or whatever, and gets eventually gets Kenny and Stevie arrested. Um, they get thrown in the Mexican jail or whatever. And there's a funny scene where Stevie's using the bathroom in the prison cell, and Kenny's like, Stevie, why are you using the bath, the toilet in the prison cell? And he starts screaming at all the, the guys in the jail, like, quit watching me, shit! <laughs> it's like, everything, there, there's, if you go on YouTube and just YouTube, like, best of Stevie Janowski, it, all the clips of him are fucking hysterical. Like, the speech he gives on uh, George Washington is fucking hysterical. <laughs> like, if you just YouTube Stevie George Washington, it's like a 30-second clip of him th talking shit on George Washington, it's so fucking funny. Um... And so that season, season two essentially ends with, um, Kenny meeting him and then like getting arrested or blah, blah, blah. And they get out of jail and then Stevie admits to Kenny, because at, at this point Stevie told Kenny that April was back with Andrew Daly's character or whatever. And they were engaged again, but he lied. And so the reason why Kenny didn't want to leave Mexico is because he was heartbroken and didn't want to go back to town to see April, even though he's the one that like fucked her over or whatever. And so Stevie tells Kenny, like, hey, this just didn't really happen. Like, they're not back together. She's just, she's still single, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 But, uh, and so that season two ends with them going back to town. And that's when Kenny finds out that April's pregnant. And he thinks it's somebody else's kid. So he's being, like, a real asshole to her or whatever. Um, and then she eventually tells him, like, hey, this is actually your kid. And then that's how, that's how season two ends is with um, Kenny finding out that the kid, Toby... Is actually his, um, but also while he's in Mexico playing, uh, Matthew McConaughey shows up, and he's like a scout for the Texas Rangers baseball team or whatever, and is legitimately telling Kenny like, "Hey, we like you know, your your pitch is back. You can get back into majors, but you have to play here first. And so they're like, he's like, "Well, where's here? And here is Myrtle Beach. So he goes to play for the Myrtle Beach Mermen." <laughs> Um, which is like a minor league baseball team. So that's, that's, that's also how season two ends with him going to play for Myrtle Beach. Um, and then season three picks up where like him and April are trying to make things work. And then she eventually just leaves the kid with Kenny and like freaks out and leaves. Cause they go on this big bender one night where he gets, uh, Jason Sudeikis' character, Shane, who's hilarious, to watch their kid. He's the catcher on the baseball team. So he gets Shane to watch the kid while him and April go out and have like this debaucherous, drunk, horrible night. And when he wakes up, April's gone, the baby's still there, and she just left a note saying, like, hey, I'm not myself, last night proves it, and she just, like, leaves. It leaves Kenny with the kid, which is kind of what he deserves. I mean, it's a really shitty move as a mother. <laughs> but Kenny has abandoned her a million times, so, like, he kind of deserves it. And so the whole time, Kenny, like, doesn't want the kid around, so he tries to, like, pawn the kid off on his mom, who's played by Lily Tomlin, beautifully played by Lily Tomlin, by the way. Um, she's just like this shit-talking bowling league champion lady or whatever. And, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so Kenny tries to pawn her off on her, and, like, Don Johnson follows them back, so he wants to try to, like, rob her, and she has all this money and shit. Um, and so it, that whole part of the arc is, like, Kenny basically telling her, like, could you please just watch the kid? I don't want to be a father. I don't want to be this, et cetera, et cetera. And then she's like, fine, I'll take your kid. Like, you're a piece of shit. Um, how long do you need me to watch him? He's like three months or whatever. And, uh, he eventually doesn't go through with it. And he goes to the bowling alley to like beg for her forgiveness or whatever. But it's kind of like this push and pull the whole show of him, like him behaving like a selfish asshole. And then eventually like little by little, he starts realizing how much of an asshole he is throughout the show. Um, until the eventual end of the show when he like 
fully realizes like he needs to just give up this like hopeless dream of becoming what he used to be and just you know buckle down and be responsible for the people in his life or whatever. But the whole show is like it's a push and pull between him just being like this enormous, selfish, notoriously horrible asshole. Like and he like realizes like little by little each time that he's like uh, is an asshole. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. And so season, season three is pretty much surrounded around him playing for the Myrtle Beach Mermen and him and Shane's friendship. Then Ike Barinholtz plays like this Russian pitcher guy who's like this big hotshot who Kenny's competing with. Um, and Kenny also ends up having like this college girlfriend who's like 20 years younger than him or whatever. Um, which just ends up being funny just because the way he acts around her is hilarious and her friends. And uh, Shane eventually dies. He overdoses on drugs when him and Kenny are doing whatever. Um, and I'm sure this clip has been on... YouTube or everywhere else. I know it's been floating around um, the interwebs there, but it's him playing. He goes to Shane's funeral and he play, brings a boombox with him and plays Pearl Jam's I'm Alive and sings I'm Still Alive to like Shane's family, which is like, <laughs> which is like so ridiculous. But first he shows up and he plays Candleboxes far away. And then he's like, gives this little speech about how him and Shane used to talk about. He's like, oh yeah, we used to joke around and talk about like, we would watch Top Gun and say like, who's Maverick and who's Goose? Where he's like, who's Tom Cruise and who's Goose? He's like, well, Shane's dead, so I'm Tom Cruise. And then he starts, puts on the song, and his pro jam's alive. And he keeps singing, I'm still alive, to, like, Shane's family or whatever. And while this is going on at the funeral, Stevie ends up sleeping with Shane's sister and cheating on his wife. Um, so they end up having sex in her car or whatever. And then Stevie gets out of the car and, like, throws up all, all over himself from, like, guilt. From cheating on and then Jason Sudeikis is, he, he plays his twin. So after Shane dies, he plays Shane's twin brother. And so Shane had been dating one of the other college girls. And so Kenny takes Shane, Shane's twin brother to their dorm. And he's like, hey, do you believe in magic? And they're like, oh, I guess. And he's like, well, come over here. And it's like, hey, he's still alive. And just like plays like this big, like horrible prank on her. And she ends up like going into shock and having like an asthma attack. <laughs> Later on, Kenny's like, I did not mean to uh, trick you and give you an asthma attack. I thought it would be thought it'd be funny. And he's wearing a shirt that says, hey, I rented this hooker with an arrow pointing left to her. Um, just, like, ridiculously. Just, it's just, the show is just so absurd. But season three is, like, surrounded by that. And then he eventually reconnects with April. And uh, they're trying to make, make it work and have a life or whatever. And Kenny finally gets back to the big leagues because... Uh, Seth Rogen, who was the pitcher for the Texas team, gets hit by a car and dies. And then so there's a spot open on the team for Kenny. And so Kenny eventually gets his way and gets up to back to the majors. And uh, him and April get into some huge fight, of course. And, uh, and so he's on the mound playing in his first game. He's, he's a closing pitcher, so he just comes out in the final couple innings to close the game out. And he's on the mound, finally has what he wants, finally has his fame, has his fortune has everything he wants back, and then he decides he's just going to... And then when he gets on the mound of the pitch, he just puts the ball down and walks away from it all, literally. And uh, that's how season three ends. And that's the original... That's how the original run of the show ends, is with him just walking away from all of that. And then it ends up showing that he, like... Uh, oh, God, I was going to say. So it ends up showing that he's, like... Uh, walking off the mound and everything and then like the show ends and then it, the screen goes from black to back to the scene and Kenny had faked his Kenny fakes his own death <laughs> for whatever reason Ugh, hiccuping now so that's what uh oh god hiccup I hate the hiccups they're horrible it's like if you're at the, have you ever been at a store and somebody like you're looking at something in the aisle and somebody comes in like they're gonna look at something in the aisle too and like you you back away, and they're like, oh, excuse me, blah, 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 And then they don't even look at what you're, like, they don't look at anything in the aisle. And it's like, I'm just looking here trying to shop, and then you disrupt me and walk in front of me, make me move, and then you just keep walking the whole way down the aisle. It's like, hey, fucker, if you weren't going to look at anything in the aisle, like, why did you even do that? You know what I mean? Like, people are, I don't know, people are so fucking annoying all the time. Like, just think about how stupid the average person is. And then think about how many people aren't even that stupid. People who are even stupider than that. So when you're out in the world and you think like, wow, everyone's so stupid. It's like, yeah, they are. Not to say that I'm not stupid because I am. But it's like, 
the average, like the stupidity and just the complete lack of self-awareness that most people have is astounding. It really is. It's astounding. Um, just go out, go out during the day. Like if you work like a traditional hour job and you're not typically out during the day, just go out like on a, like a Wednesday afternoon or like a Tuesday afternoon and with all the people that like aren't on that kind of work schedule or not that kind of like, just like retirees and people that don't work or teenagers, especially like this time of year with all the college kids are out of school and everything. And you will just see nonstop, nonstop fucking stupidity all around you. The fact that there's not car accidents every second of every single fucking day everywhere is surprises me so much. Because you just see how, how fucking stupid and selfish people are, you know? Like, I was, I was at JCPenney the other day picking up an online order. And I might have told this story on the John Mayer episode, I don't remember. But these kids were just in there throwing clothes everywhere and, like, just being menaces. And then the people were just, they were on their walkie-talkies, like, oh, I don't know, should we call the cops? Or should, and it's like, you shouldn't have to worry about, like, when you're at a department store, if a bunch of, like, fucking teenage assholes are going to come in and, like, throw clothes everywhere. And, like, knock the, like, the register off the table and shit. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's not fun. Like, I'm all for mischief and fucking funny shit, but that, that's not, that's just destructive mayhem for no reason, you know? And it's just, I don't know, man. The more, the, every day I just get more and more, like, I don't know if this sounds stupid, but I get more and more just, like, bitter. Just, like, looking around me, all the fucking asshole behavior that goes on. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, like, people don't have any kind of fucking regard for, like, anything. They really don't. It's just, it's crazy how fast that happened. And uh, I blame social media for a lot of it, but a lot of it's just bad parenting and fucking just, I don't know, people just being pieces of shit, you know? Um, it's crazy. It's crazy how quickly society has just completely turned into fucking mush, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's like you go, you go get a drink somewhere, and like they don't even muddle the ingredients good enough. So your drink ends up being so thick, it's like eating a mouse's heart. You know? I don't know. It's just, I don't know, man. I, I just think that the world is, it's done. It's, it's getting to the point where it's just done. You can only artificially prop things up for so long. Like, society's about to collapse. The economy's already collapsing. And um, you got people out there that are just so fucking stupid they don't even acknowledge it, you know? I don't know, man. It's just, it's crazy. Just be be prepared for the societal collapse to happen very soon. Like, make sure you have some supplies. Make sure you tell your loved ones you love them. You love them because shit's going to get fucking crazy. It is. Shit's going to get real crazy real soon. Like, probably within the next four weeks or so. Or so. Whenever you listen to this... You, you might even listen to this when society has already collapsed, but it's, it's definitely going to collapse. Like it's, it's done. You got all these people that don't give a fuck about anyone else but themselves. You got all these institutions that are just artificially propped up. You know, people are become finally becoming aware of the, the absolute Ponzi scheme that we live in. Uh, you got all the shit at the border. You got all the shit everywhere. You got people dropping dead. You got everything fucking going on. And then, you know, people just have the audacity to be like, oh, everything's cool. It's like, no, it's not. You get your head out of the sand for two fucking seconds or, you know, get out of your own ass for two fucking seconds. Just look around. Shit's done. It's done. You're done, son. It is. Like, shit's just, it's just done. You know? Shit's just done. That, that's all. If I, if I had one quote I could tell anyone right now, it's shit is just done. It is. Like a jar of mayonnaise is like almost ten dollars at the fucking grocery store, and you get some fucking dickhead on TV like, "Oh, it's, it's fine, the economy's fine." It's like, no, it's not. People are like, people can see what they're paying for shit, and they still have the nerve to go on TV and try to be like, "Oh, it's everything's fine, fuck you." It's like, no, it's really not at all. You know, you go to a restaurant, and you can pay twenty dollars for twelve wings now. You know. It's just crazy. Like a, like a 12 pack of pop, which used to be like you go any any grocery store USA, and it used to be like four 12 packs for $12. A 12 pack of pop is currently like $8.97, which is out fucking rageous. It is. So if you just go look at the prices. Like, look what you're paying for anything, you know? Like, shoes are fucking expensive, clothes are expensive, groceries, everything. 
people's like car insurance is is it through the roof, you know? People's mortgages, mortgage insurance, and fucking is it through the roof? Like it's just everything is being your are your spending power with the money you earn is like non-existent. You know what I mean? And they do. They have the nerve to go out there and trot out these fucking bureaucrats and these piece of shit assholes in the suits being like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's good. You're an asshole. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's not. And so when everything fucking goes up and, and completely collapses, and just remember all the assholes that try to sit there and tell you that that wasn't happening. And all these fucking smug left-wing dickheads are like, oh, fuck you. Blah. And all these far-right dickheads are like, fuck you. Blah. And all these rhinos and fucking... Piece of shit politicians. Every politician should be drugged out of their house and fucking beaten to death. They should. Because they've sold out this country for decades. Decades upon decades upon decades. Making themselves rich. Making everybody else poor. You know? And the, the corruption is so widespread, it, it makes me fucking sick. It does. It makes me fucking sick. Why should any of us pay taxes? If, if all they're going to do is just print money... Ruin the fucking economy. Send our tax dollars overseas for fucking gender studies in Pakistan and shit. And send hundred and what? $160 billion over to Ukraine while our own country's on fucking fire? Like, it's ins it's insane to me. That people are just like, oh, okay. Bye. And they're all a bunch of assholes, dude. You know? They are. Every politician is a piece of fucking garbage. All of them. There's not one single politician who's not a piece of shit. Corrupt asshole. Um, and it's true. If you don't think that's true, then there's you got you really need to fucking take a look at what actually happens. You know, people always pay attention to people's actions, not their words. And that that goes for everything in life, not just these scumbag fucking politicians that sell us out. And they all live on. They all have all these kickbacks and all this bribe money and all this fucking money laundering and insider trading and shit. All stuff that if any of us did, we'd be in jail forever. But it's all stuff that they all can do every day, you know? Um, so the government's allowed to lie to you, kill you, fucking ruin your life, do everything else. But if you do anything wrong, it's like, oh, we're coming for you. You know what I mean? Like, what do we all pay? Like, what, 30% of our pay goes to taxes or whatever? Pretty much. So you're, we're, all, we're all pretty much paying 30% of our earnings to stay out of jail. That's essentially the fucking prison, prison planet we live on. Um, it is. It is. The, the, gov the government is the most corrupt thing in the fucking world. And everyone is just brainwashed to be like, oh, government, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Doctors lie to you. Politicians lie to you. Do like, Western medicine is some of the biggest fucking bullshit there ever was. All doctors do is they treat symptoms, not, not causes. All they want to do is fucking drug you up so they can get more money from their fucking big pharma masters. And it's just, it's fucking stupid. It really is. And it makes me fucking sick. It does. You know? I don't know. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry about it. I mean, it's just, it's just fucking hard to ignore. You know what I mean? Um, it's hard. It's hard to ignore, like, the absolute bullshit, like I said, prison planet that we fucking live on. You know? Um, it's crazy. Fucking wild. But yeah, so season three... <laughs> season three of Eastbound and Down. Uh, all I'm saying is people just need to... to Get back to fucking basics. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you really need to have five different streaming services? Do you need to have, like, the most expensive phone? Do you need to have the most expensive car? You know what I mean? Like, just do do what makes you happy with the people that make you happy. Possessions and items don't fucking do shit. It's temporary fucking pleasure. You know? Just, like... Porn is temporary, temporary pleasure. Social media for women is temporary pleasure. It's all quick dopamine hits. All of it. And I, I've said this a million times, but p porn destroyed men, and social media is destroying women the same way that porn destroyed men. It is. Um, there's tons of studies about it. The effects of it are completely out in the open. It's insane that people don't realize that. You know what I mean? And I think in Tennessee that is like passed a law where it's like your kid can't have social media until they're like 16. Cause like ten, like young kids should not be on social media. They should not. They shouldn't. There's no reason. There's no reason for your ten-year-old to be on, or your ten or twelve or seven-year-old or eight-year-old, to be have like a huge presence on social social media. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't even know how you regulate it, but it's just, I don't know. I've talked about it a million times, but, like, kids should be outside playing. Kids should be having childhoods. Um, They shouldn't just be, like, a a child's childhood should not just be, like, downloads and fucking streaming. You know what I mean? Like, I feel bad for the kids in that generation where it's like, what are they going to look back on and say? Remember that tweet? Oh, dude, remember when we downloaded those files? It's like, have, like, actual stories and experiences. Like, that's that's the kind of thing that, like, builds your character and, like, helps you grow as a person. You know what I mean? Sitting in the corner fucking playing Crash Bandicoot ain't going to do shit for your fucking skills. You know? Just think, just think about how many memories you have with your friends growing up just, like, doing crazy shit and hanging out outside and doing all kind of stuff. And, like, that's how you grow as a Like, that helps you. You may not realize it in the moment. But that, like, helps you grow as a person and, like, helps you cope and deal and, like, learn how to handle things, you know? But you have entire generations of kids that, like, all they know how to do is fucking internet and streaming and social media and fucking YouTube and crap, you know? It's like, oh, dude, remember when we, remember when we watched that YouTube video? You know? Like, there's reaction videos. Like, you have people watching people react to people reacting to YouTube. Like, it's, it's crazy. You're like, unboxing videos? Why? Half the fun of buying something is to, like, unbox it. So I'm going to watch some fucking dickbag digital cowboy fucking do it, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think the world is just completely slipping away. Um, if anybody wants to debate me on that, I'll debate them any time, anywhere, anyplace. I would be more than happy to have a polite, calm conversation about it. But it is. The world's it's just done. It's done, man. You're done, son. It really is. At a rapid pace, too. Um, but yeah, so season three ends with Kenny faking his own death and leaving baseball behind. Um, and it's good. The, the original three-season run is, is really, really good. Season four is also very good. But if it had they ended the show completely at the end, how they did with season three... I think the show still would have, would go down as like a, a very great show, because um, season four is just as good, but it's just a little bit different. Um, but yeah, Eastbound and Down is just a great fucking show. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, season season four kicks off with uh, Kenny revealing to April that he is alive, and then everyone else eventually finds out that he's alive, and his brother just punches him in the face when he finds when he finds out that he's actually still alive. And there's like a there's a time jump. I think it's like a three year time jump. Um, as soon as season four starts, where like Kenny's just working at like uh, Hertz rent a car, and it's, like, it's just pretty much just being a normal a normal everyday person, which he like, can't stand. And April is now like a real estate agent and is like selling the most houses in the region. So she's like superstar, breadwinner, all all this stuff. So Kenny's basically just like down in the dumps because he left baseball behind, left his millions behind, left his fortune behind to uh, be with her and the kids and be like, you know, be less so she can be more, essentially, type of thing. Which he, I guess, he dealt with for however many years and then, like, eventually he just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Um, and so he, he goes on this, she's at, like, some celebration of herself at some real estate conference, uh, thanking Kenny and, like, kind of, like, emasculating him, being like, oh, when I come home, like, the dishes are done, the house is clean, he rubs my feet, gives me a bath, like, or runs me a bath, like, pretty much just being, like, he's a little bitch type of thing. Not, not necessarily saying she did it on purpose, but she definitely, um, like, emasculates him pretty badly in front of the entire conference and everything. And so he flips out and goes on this big rant, and then the next day at work, like, he, uh, is being a big asshole to his boss, and they send him, they send him to go do, like, a drop off a rental car real far away or whatever, and he ends up dropping the rental car off to, um, a guy named Guy Young, who's played by Ken Marino, who plays it perfectly, by the way. Um, who was his old old teammate and has his, his own show on ESPN, and he's like, hey, Kenny, why don't you come be on the show? Yada, 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 like, we'll do this. Whatever, you know what I mean? And so Kenny quits his job at the rental car place and goes on some big rant and tells her when they suck. And <laughs> One of his great, you know, great fucking moments in the show. And then he ends up going on Guy Young's show. Um, and the first time he's on, because Guy Young essentially hired him to be like an asshole and get rid of the other host and Kenny didn't deliver. And so guy young tells him like, Hey, like I brought you on here to get rid of Don So if you're not going to do that, like you can go fuck off. And so Kenny, in the next episode he's on, this guy young decides to give him another chance or whatever. 
So the next episode that Kenny's on, like he drills the guy, makes the guy quit. And then him and Guy Young, the, season four is like pretty much him and Guy Young becoming close or whatever. And Guy Young just like using Kenny to get rid of the other host that he doesn't like. And uh, it ends up turning out that like Guy Young's a huge piece of shit. <laughs> it eventually turns on Kenny. And him and Kenny get in like a big fight or whatever. And then Guy Young is firing Kenny from the show. And goes on this big like racist rant about how he hates all the fans and everyone in the crowd is this and that and blah 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 and everything. And then Kenny catches him on a hot mic and uh, you know tell, he guy guy Young basically tells Kenny like I win Kenny you lose. And then Kenny's like oh I don't think so. And so the, the entire studio audience and TV audience heard Guy Young go off in his rant about how he hates everybody and all this other fucking bullshit. And so Guy Young's life is ruined. And Kenny ends up getting his own show. Gets his own show, fame and fortune again. Going nuts, going crazy, doing all this fucking shit. And, uh, you know, eventually Sasha Baron Cohen's character shows up. Who's like a total prick. And he buys the show and he wants Kenny to do all this stuff. And Guy Young has pretty much gone crazy. And, like, it's kind of like The Aviator where he's, like, in his huge mansion watching reruns and, like, peeing in jars and stuff. <laughs> so it's definitely like a take off The Aviator. And so, Sasha Baron Conan's character is like, oh, I want Guy Young to be on the first episode of your new show, like, blah, blah, blah. And then they get him on the show, and Sasha Baron Cohen's character, who I can't remember his name, um, you get introduced to him on the plane where he has his dick out for the uh, flight attendant. <laughs> so, like, his character's ridiculous. But, uh, and so he's like, as soon as Guy Young gets there, he's like, oh, yeah, Kenny, by the way, I want you to destroy him on national TV or whatever. And, uh, so Kenny's like, oh, I don't know. And the guy Young's like, oh, Kenny, like, I love you. Sorry, they should give me a second chance, blah, 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 blah. And then they get out on stage, and Kenny's, like, kind of grilling him and then stops for a minute. And it's just like, you know what? I'm not going to do this, whatever. Tells off everybody. Tells off Sasha Baron Cohen's character. It goes in this big rant about how he hates, like, uh, this huge, like, rant or whatever. And then he drops the mic, and he leaves. So once again, he's leaving fame and fortune for his family, for April and the kids or whatever. Back to, like, the whole thing being, like, push and pull of, you know, being an asshole, not wanting to be, like, the stay-at-home dad, not wanting to be, like, a father, essentially, but it, but subconsciously, like, that's actually what he wants, you know, because that's why he left, that's why he left baseball twice for her, that's why he left his fame and fortune at the show for her and everything else, and so the show essentially ends with them, it just shows their life and everything like that, and then goes into, like, this big, uh, like sequence montage or whatever other life and them getting older or whatever like their kid marries like Lindsay Lohan for some reason <laughs> and I just goes in this big thing and then like they're out and like April gets shot and killed and then you find out that like that part of it is just like because Kenny the whole time Kenny's been doing an audiobook and writing his like memoirs throughout the whole show and so the part of April getting shot and the part of him like moving to Africa and, like, becoming head of this tribe, and, like, his kid marrying Lindsay Lohan and all this other shit ends up just being, like, a big, a, uh, a big farce. So, like, the the show ends with him and April living happily ever after or whatever. So there's, like, a five-minute montage of all the shit that didn't actually happen. It's just stuff he's writing into the book. And then the show ends with her, you know, coming into his room, computer room, where he's writing the book, and saying, like, hey, Kenny, we're going to be late or whatever, just something. And that's how the show ends, is this them living happily ever after in a pretty normal life after four seasons of, like, turmoil and tension and trouble. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a good show. Like I said, I watch it probably twice a year, definitely once, which I know that's not, like, the biggest feat in the world. <laughs> Being like, oh, I watch the show I like once a year. It's like, yeah, no shit, everybody does. Um, but, yeah, go ahead and watch Eastbound and Down. I'm sure you'll love it. Um, I'm sure you will. I guarantee you you will, actually. <laughs> But it's a great show. Like I said, it's not very long. It's 28 episodes, 45 minutes each. So then the episodes are are paced very well. And um, so it doesn't feel like you're even, like it takes a long time to watch it either. Um, but yeah, check out just YouTube, like Best of Eastbound and Down. Definitely YouTube, like Best of Stevie Janowski. Because his character is so fucking ridiculous. Um, and like, for example, like they eventually open up a restaurant in the mall called Taters and Tits. <laughs> And it's so, it's so ridiculous. Now there's like this whole conversation about the fixings. But, uh, yeah, YouTube, just YouTube, like, best of Eastbound and Down, best of Kenny Powers, best of Stevie Janowski or whatever. Um, 
you just do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? Um, so I hope you, that's Eastbound and Down. I hope it inspires you to go watch it if you haven't. It's a very, very good show. Um, but yeah, the next episode I'm gonna do will be a music episode. I'm probably gonna do Minus the Bear. Um, I might even do it today. I might even do two episodes today. I don't know. Depends. This rain's got me feeling a little, a little soft here, a little limp. So I don't know. But, uh, Thanks for listening. I always appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your evening, day, night, whenever you're watching this or listening to this. And yeah, I'll probably do Minus the Bear next. I've been, I don't know, itching to do a music episode. And there's a, there's a couple bands I'm waiting for their new albums to come out. Uh, like Queens of the Stone Age, their new album comes out on June 16th. So I'll probably wait to do it their, out, their episode after the new album comes out. Same thing with Foo Fighters. Um, their new album comes out on June 2nd. So I'll, I'll probably do an actual, like, Foo... I know I already did, like, an album episode of theirs, but I'll probably do the actual, like, Foo Fighters episode then. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll see where life, uh, life takes us there. But, yeah, make sure you're, uh, make sure you're prepared to have a little bit of extra food and water and home and supplies, and, uh, make sure your weapons are all usable, because shit, shit'll get nuts, and when it gets nuts, it'll get nuts real quick. And I mean that. I'm not trying to be a weirdo. I'm like, shit's gonna get crazy real quick. But uh, thanks for listening. I always appreciate it. And as always, as always, keep shaking those motherfucking knees, bitch. If you want to get a bear to do what you want, you got to give him a bath and shampoo and conditioner. Head and shoulders. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you.